This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Craftology Radio Network's Craft Brews, Fantasy Brews, however, whatever our name is here. What an exciting weekend we had for the Super Wildcard Weekend, and I am joined with two fine gentlemen. Corey, how are Box you? Box of Steven? wine and me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm good, man. Uh, surprisingly, after uh, yesterday's devastating loss. but uh, Which we'll get into. Yeah. Other than that, and, I can't complain. And Ben... Ben is back with a box of wine. Is that what Corey said? Yes, it, it might be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it came in a box and there's wine. Got it. All right, guys. So we, we've we had a fantastic weekend, like I said. Super wild card weekend. So many great games. So many things have gone on. Uh, before we get into the coverage of some of those games, what was your biggest surprise of wild card weekend? I mean, not just players, but teams. Like, what what, what were your takeaways, man? Uh, well, surprise, I would say Cleveland. Um, you know, I, I think from our last podcast and from our conversations, uh, I wasn't feeling very strongly about the Steelers. So I knew it was a possibility that they could go down, but uh, Cleveland dominated on the, their offensive line just looked un, unbelievable. Uh, so that was, that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, and then, I mean, as far as, what I learned over the weekend, I learned Pittsburgh needs to move on from uh, some of their some of their older players, possibly coaching, but we'll get into that. Yes, right. That's right. Ben, what about you? What were your takeaways? So, about in the third quarter on Saturday, I was all excited to come on here and say, holy Heineke, Batman. But, uh, <laughs> but that didn't quite pan out. But same game, honestly, you guys are bigger on the Bucks than I was. Um, I was really surprised at how efficient and how deadly that offense looked. You know, I just, with all the inconsistencies all year, they really impressed me more than any other team, I think. Um, Because they, you know, defense, I'm going to just say Heineke, you know, he he was magic on Saturday, but I don't think it would have mattered. You know, the Bucs could score at will. So, really, my biggest surprise is how how well the Bucs played. Yep. And and Ben, I can remember even even Corey, we were all chiming in on Saturday night with just this Heineke kid coming out of nowhere, making passes that, you know, just quite honestly, we didn't expect a backup quarterback to, from the XFL to be making. I mean, just incredible passion and, and love for the game. It looked like a smaller, younger Brett Favre out there, to be honest with you. And not just because he was wearing the number four, he just looks like he had it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... He, uh- other than arm talent, I was shocked. He made a couple throws that were rockets. Uh, but just the confidence. I mean, dude comes out as a backup, what, their third-string quarterback? He might have even been on the practice squad at one point or earlier in the season. Who knows? Uh, in the playoffs against the Bucks, away, right? No, it was in Washington. It was in Washington. It was in Washington, but still, I mean. it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed, and I hope they keep that kid around as a backup. Um, or even give them a shot to, you know, start in camp, depending on who they go after in the offseason or draft. Yeah. yeah, they knew something. I I have a 
I have a feeling that Alex Smith could have played, but I, I think it was Heineke's time. Uh, you know, he was zipping the ball the way he threw the ball. Corey, you said something in the first quarter, and and that's kind of when I tuned in. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this guy can he, can he can sling it. But then we saw the wheels. And I'm just yeah. like, what? He had the legs to back like, it up, too. He was their leading like, rusher, who, if I'm not mistaken. That touchdown run where he escaped – he escaped the pocket. I mean, he had great pocket presence. And then to run out and dive for the pylon, I mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I agree. I, I, I agree completely. And then, um, you know, I, I did I did some uh, snooping around on some Washington football team Facebook pages, and there was not a mad fan. Like, nobody at that point, I guess, expected their team to even play as well. But everybody was like, sign Heineke. Like, he needs to be our starting quarterback going into next year. Like, all the fans, they were not disappointed in even losing the game. I mean, uh, it's, you it's know? one football game. You can't just give him the starting job next year. But, yeah, I'd bring him back. He's comfortable with the offense and the players. Let him compete. You know, yeah, go draft somebody or bring in somebody else. But let the kid compete yep. because – that is rare, man. I don't know if I've ever seen something like that in a playoff game from somebody no. who's never started in the NFL. He came from the what the XFL or that AFL league or whatever. Yep. Um, so gave Tom Brady a run from his money man, or for his money. Coming into the game, it was all about the Washington front seven. Like that's how they have a chance to win this game. They couldn't get to Tom Brady. I mean, the Washington eh, defense—they they did sack him a they, couple times. They did. I mean, but I think they had five not, sacks in the game, didn't they? I think Didn't they, they I think they neutralized Chase Young. I think they neutralized yeah. him. I think I just which they left uh a couple other people open for attack. I mean Brady well, was just You know who neutralized Young was uh you, one of your favorites, Ben, from the last year's draft, if you go back in the podcast that Yeah, uh, Worfs is a beast. Yeah. He's good. But you know who also well, looked good last night? We'll move on, but was uh uh Wills from Alabama at tackle uh for Cleveland. That guy's the real deal. Yeah, rookie starting left at well, because of an injury, but he looked great. You know, we've been on this rookie trend lately, and I'll tell you what. Last thing, Ryan, I'll hand it back to you. But Antoine Winfield Jr. I mean, we hit the nail on the head with that kid. Yep, I think we all so good. We all saw a player. Yeah, I mean, he was a starter day one. He's a leader. I think they might have. I don't know if they made him a captain yet, but I heard something. I mean, he's just impressing everybody in the way he's flying around. He's a he's a hell of a safety. And uh, I'll finish with this on Heineke. If he does become the starting quarterback for the Washington Football Club, I do hope Heineken gets on that bandwagon as well. So, oh, they <laughs> they, what I mean, that's Heineke the perfect after every game of Heineken. Yeah. A Heineken. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into because I know there's a lot of things to cover. We want to make sure we give each game its its fine, uh, you know, uh, tune, if you will. But Colts Bills, guys. I mean. The game ends uh, 27-24. Josh Allen, 26-35 for 324, two touchdowns. Phillip Rivers didn't look terrible, but 27-46, 309 with two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, what were your biggest takeaways from that game? I know just off off the eye, like, I mean, everything that the Colts and, and the Bills seemed to be doing was just effective, in, from my opinion. It was a but very fast-paced game, in, in my opinion. I thought each team really kept up the uh, presence and energy. But what were your takeaways from that game? Ben, go ahead. Yeah, well, 
I will say it was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Credit to the Colts. I thought the Colts' defense did a great job. I mean, Josh Allen, you look at his, you look at his stat line, and you're like, oh, Bills must have dominated this football game. But no, I mean, we were, we were talking throughout the game. I mean, there were numerous, couple mistakes by the Colts. It's the only reason they didn't win. That was a yeah. very even football game. And, and like we said last week, it just showed that anybody can win this thing. I mean, there's just so many good teams. Um, and I did think Jonathan Taylor, you know, he didn't have a great game, but he did play pretty well. And I thought that was a good sign given it was his first uh, playoff game. Yeah, I, I I thought that would be a good game, and I thought the Colts would match up with the Bills better than people gave them credit for, and I think that's what we kind of saw. Um, you know, matchups mean a lot. Um, it's not just what team's better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen played well. Um, I, I, I think Andy's going to be a, a good team for, for a little bit. I think they're actually – if they get the right quarterback to uh, – to come in for rivers let's say he retires this year um i mean they're they're about ready to rock and roll that offensive line ty hilton uh jonathan taylor Hines. um that defense is good you know there's a couple players they could probably add to the defense but i mean they're ready to rock and roll with another fresh young quarterback um yeah so i i think they're gonna i think they're they're up and up i I, I agree with that and i mean the game came down to uh, a Hail Mary at the end of the game, which, you know, on fourth down, it got batted. I mean, it, it could have very easily swung in the Colts' favor uh, towards the end of that game. So I think it's important. Ahead, I think it's important to note, too, that one thing I didn't really think about, you know, the Bills have been so dominant lately, but they really don't have a run game. So what they do is they give the ball right back to these other teams and teams like the Colts. And if the Ravens somehow get by the Chiefs, who are going to melt the clock, that puts a lot more pressure on that Bills offense to get it every single time. That's agreed. That's what I would exactly what I was going to say is I think they're putting not purposely, but I think they're putting a lot of pressure on. I think this team's on Josh's shoulders moving forward. Um, I think they're a good team with or without him. I think he puts them in, you know, one of the best or the category for one of the best teams in the NFL. But it's all on his shoulders, man. That, in my opinion, like you said, Ben, they don't really have a run game right now either. Um, so he's got to play well, and he he has week after week, and so it'll be interesting. Agreed. And we'll we'll, we'll talk about the the Ravens a little bit more because the Bills will be playing the Ravens this coming weekend, but. Uh, moving on to to uh, the Rams Seahawks guys, uh, not not as uh, dramatic at the end. I don't think uh, Rams final thirty Seahawks twenty. Cam Akers was definitely a standout on this one. Twenty eight carries for one hundred thirty one yards, uh, one touchdown, and uh, Metcalf had five receptions for ninety six with two touchdowns. There was kind of some things going on on the sidelines with Metcalf. You saw his frustration and everything, but uh, I think. My first impression on this game was it just didn't look like Seattle had it. And that, that kind of was the the pace of the game. And it just looked like the Rams kind of just had their will. What, what are your takeaways on this one? Yeah, that's exactly what I, what I thought too. I don't think Seattle's had it all year. I mean, I think well, I've, I, I think I, well, past like week on, eight, I think, right. On, I mean, but you take Russell Wilson off of that football team. 
and they might win two games. I mean, they're just not a complete football team, in my opinion. Um, you know, he puts them in every football game. The Rams' defense just came away with it. I mean, uh, Seattle's Seattle's defense isn't that great right now. Uh, and then you take Rams' defense with the way Cam Akers is running. Um, you know, he was my favorite complete back, per se, coming out of the draft last year, and I think he's proven that he can – he can get it done. He can be he could be a workhorse there, three down back. And then uh DK's an animal. I mean, but uh yeah, I I I don't see them beating Green Bay and Green Bay. Uh but not with not with uh Goth and his it'll be, current condition. It'll be, it'll be tougher than I think a lot of people think though. The matchups are not this is a team that everybody right. knew. I mean, they match up very well. You know, we'll we'll get in we'll get into that game later. But so you know, I watched this game and I was trying to figure out, okay, is this Seattle just not playing well, or is this Rams defense that good? And I think I'm leaning Rams defense being that good. Um, but Seattle really hasn't been playing. Well. I mean, like you were saying, Ryan, I think they were first six game or. Was it first six games of the season? First six to eight. I mean, they were like Wilson had like records. thirty touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, and and they just fell apart. I mean, and it's hard to hard to put a finger on it. But credit to the Rams with all those issues at quarterback, finding a way to. I mean, really, the defense. That interception by Darius Williams was that was that was dirty. <laughs> like I don't no, think I've, I don't I ever mean, think I've seen a play on a wide receiver screen. I don't think I've seen one played that well. Um, yeah, he, but, he's pretty good. And, you know, Donald got hurt. We all know he's going to play in Green Bay, but, you know, Aaron Donald was an absolute disruptor in that first half. So, really, then that's that's the only way that the Rams have an opportunity to potentially beat the Packers Gotta would be get, to create yeah. that pressure and throw Rodgers off his, off his game and hope maybe even get some points on defense to help out that and complement that, uh, you know, that's, not really efficient offense. That's well, the whole key, in, in my opinion, is pressure, lock them down with those talented corners, be tight on them, keep those windows small, and use Acres. Give give him the ball, man. Run that clock. Yeah, Acres might be the difference in the game, honestly, because I I Packers are going to find a way to score. You know, Seattle where Seattle couldn't, Green Bay will. They're yeah. just so good on offense. But if the Rams can. Keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Well, little little, go back to Donald a little bit. I mean, everybody knows how good he is, but games like this, he seems to even show up more in big games. You know, so that's 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 a an all time Hall of Famer right there. Yeah, and that secondary is good. I that's yeah. Don't underestimate that matchup on Saturday. Nope, Saturday four thirty five p.m. Packers Rams and uh, we know where Ben's going to be we know what he's going to be doing and uh, we hope you update us on that game while we're watching it just as much as we did last night while watching that abysmal Steelers Browns game which I don't want to cover but we will eventually get to it Um, great job great job all right so we did touch on a little bit we already talked about Heineke and everything Bucks Washington football team you know close game it still came down to, you know, one one possession, one score, if you will. Uh, Bucks 31, 
Washington football team. He didn't put the Washington on these notes, so I'm reading it as the football team. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what football team is this? Washington 23. Tom Brady, I, 22 of 40, 381, two touchdowns, no, no INTs. Heineke, like we talked about, 26 of 44 for 306, one touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown, uh, which was really good. I mean, we already talked kind of the biggest takeaways, but I just want to say – and I, Corey, we, we had lunch today. I was talking with you about it. I mean, Tom Brady looked really good. He was throwing some piss rods in there. And I think there was that one touchdown where he just like threw it straight down the middle. I mean, it was a, it was a laser. Like, have Tom ever, Brady looks have you, really good. Have you ever seen Tom Brady not play well in the playoffs? I don't think I have. Man. I don't think I have either. No, he's like the sharpest tool in the shed. Those 15 yard, those 15 yard outs he was throwing to Evans, you know, where he'd like fall on the ground and cradle him. But I mean, the, the velocity. I mean, Brady is just so his mechanics, in the playoffs. You know, his, his mechanics are probably the best I've ever seen. And but. it seems like, not to interrupt you guys, but it just seems like the rest of the team, knowing they have Tom Brady and him playing with that much focus, it just seems like it's just everybody's game is elevated. If this well, is the Tampa Bay football team that we're going to see, then, I mean, I think they beat the Saints, but... You know, it's it's going to be interesting. That's a very good football team when they're playing like that. You know, one thing I saw during that game, and I, you can't knock the guy. I mean, Deflate Gate, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, whatever went on in New England, right? He has so much passion and drive that, you, like you just said, Ben, he elevates his team, but he can back it up with his play if he makes a mistake. Like he's on himself. But when other players make a mistake, like there was one play, I can't exactly remember what happened, but there was a miscommunication. I think it was between him and Evans where he wanted Evans to go one way and whatever. And he basically yelled at the top of his lungs. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Kind of a thing. I think it was Godwin. I think it was Godwin. Or Godwin, yeah. And and Godwin didn't drop another pass, if I'm not mistaken. Like he didn't fuck up again after that. And that that is what you look for in a leader. I think... those leaders are respected like Brady. I think they, his teammates look up to him because he takes blame himself. Yes. You know what I mean? So they, whenever you see your leader take blame and then he comes back at you, you listen, you know? Uh, but that's a good point, Ben. I mean, I think he elevates everybody's play. I think everybody thinks, you know, they believe in, in the team. They believe in him. They believe in the team. I think maybe not as much on the field per se with, with, with production, but I also think Kevin Gronk, he was a part of that those those teams too. He probably amps that team up big time in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of tight ends, how about Cam Brate deciding to show up this year? Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> I, never been bad. He's never been bad. Just no. They never used him before. Well, what they did is they brought Gronk into block. Yeah. Um, he was helping with that front all night long. And since, you know, OJ Howard's injured. All of a sudden, Cam. I mean, he had like four or five catches. You know, yeah. uh, uh, and they were big catches too. Yeah. Last thing about this game, uh, I believe going forward with the Buccaneers, obvious, other than Tom Brady playing well, you know what you're getting out of the defense if if they're running the ball well. That's fantastic. Uh, I actually think the difference maker is going to be Antonio Brown, and you saw a little bit of that last game. You can you can cover Evans and Godwin all you want. They're physical freaks, but you let that you Antonio Brown can still run a route, man. He, he's uh, starting to get his groove too. He's starting to get that swag back. Yeah, love him as a football player. I mean, you 
one of the one of the one of the greats. He would, he would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer if if oh. things were different. If if he can, yeah, I mean, if he can play a couple more years, I think we'll forget the. If he gets a Super Bowl, then. Well, Antonio Brown in his prime with Pittsburgh, like especially those last couple of years, is honestly the best route runner I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, Corey's he, been saying that forever. I mean, he yep. he just. He will separate. He will win against anyone. And I think that, you know, not to segue into a different game, but I, everyone's talking about Devontae against Ramsey. It's like, okay, Devontae. It's like, well, we're, we're going to see, see what you lot. got. Because I'll tell I you what, think, Antonio Brown a couple think, years ago. I don't think Ramsey's the best, but he's he's up there with the best. He's probably the most competitive, and he's sticky, and he's lanky. It'll be cool. It'll be cool to watch, man. Um, so, yeah. Here's a question for you guys. Are are you at all concerned? We know the offense is clicking, but are you guys all at all concerned about the Bucks defense heading into next week? And, you know, we still want to cover the Saints game, but what do you think on that? I I think the Bucks secondary is only going to get better. You're kind of – you got all these young guys, and this is really kind of – this is really year one now that Winfield's in there. Um I think their defense is good enough to take them to the promised land. I do, because they play fast. I do think Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, these guys are going to put up points. But if Brady is playing the way he's playing, that makes Bucks, you know, potentially a team that could go all the way. So I, uh, in this case, the offense will somewhat take, uh, cover up the blemishes of the defense rather than usually the defense covers up the blemishes of the offense? Yeah, it's a, very, it's a very fast, aggressive young defense you know so they yeah. make mistakes minus uh, sue yeah <laughs> and no, pierre paul <laughs> yeah i mean the defensive I'll, line the rest of the defense is young and fast except yeah. those guys I'll, I'll i saw my, i saw my, sue my. running down heineke the other day and i was like he's not catching him i'll save my uh my thoughts uh when, when okay. we get to that point but uh, okay awesome uh then let's go to the sunday games i mean you had uh Kick off with uh, Ravens and the Titans. Uh, game finished twenty to thirteen. I I didn't see that happening to be honest with you. I mean the Titans went up ten points real quick and then they just didn't really do anything after that. Lamar Jackson sixteen carries uh, for one hundred thirty six yards rushing and one passing touchdown. Uh, AJ Brown six catches eighty three yards and a touchdown for the Titans. So I mean I I, I honestly I think we all talked about it. I mean this was going to be a good game to watch. You know, uh, what What could the Ravens do with Derrick Henry and everything else? And it seems like they really kept him at bay. Uh, you know, after the first quarter, Titans really weren't doing much at all. What are your thoughts? Well, it, what happened to the Titans is they couldn't sustain drives because the Ravens shut down Henry. And I think that was the difference in the game. I thought Lamar Jackson came out rattled, and he was really on his way to another nervous, you know, anxiety-filled playoff loss. Um, But what happened is the Ravens' defense showed up, gave Lamar more more possessions, and he caught a rhythm. And if the Titans, they have good receivers. Tannehill's okay, but we talked about it before. It's all about Henry. You hold Derrick Henry to 40 yards, you're winning the football game. Point blank, period. That's it. And the Ravens found a way to do that. It might be, yeah, it might be even more extreme than that. I think if you hold him to under 80, you might be winning the football game. Uh, but 
Packers. Yeah, I mean that's them, that's, what, that's that, that's the nail in the head. Is you you know what you're the, the thing about Tennessee, and you know you could argue a couple other teams in the NFL too. Every game you know what you're getting, so it's you better you better stop us. That's it. You better stop our dude in the back who's a freaking monster. Uh, we're gonna try to knock you around. Um, but if you can successfully do that, you're gonna win the football game. That's that. It's that simple. So, and, that, and that's what they did. Uh, was I super duper impressed with Baltimore? No. Uh, but they're a weird team, man. Uh, they're gonna be in a, any every game. I mean, they're just because they're so. I mean, yeah, Jackson isn't a strong passer, but if you bite so hard, if you go, if you over pursue and just try to stop him rushing, he could get it done in the red zone passing. You know, he's not going to get you down the whole field passing, but if they can run and then get you in the red zone and you bite so hard on trying to stop him in that running game, he can make you pay in the red zone with his arm. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched the Titans' defense over the last couple months. They were atrocious. This was probably the best defensive game they've played, other than the fact they don't have a pass rush. We all know that. That's their biggest flaw. But I thought the Titans did a phenomenal job. And honestly, that Lamar Jackson run, what was that, the third quarter? Where he broke Uh, loose, that 50-yard run? Something like that, maybe. I mean, at that point, everyone knew it was over. You know, because the Titans defense finally, they, they, you know, they couldn't contain them. And, and that's really, it, it ended up closer than what I thought. I told you last week, I thought Ravens were going to win big. But, you know, for Derrick Henry only running for 40 yards and Ravens won by seven points, that says something about the Titans squad. Yep. It'll be interesting to see how the uh, Bills... Uh, fight against the the Ravens this coming weekend for sure. So yeah, if Shaq Barrett uh, leaves the Bucks, Tennessee's going to be calling. Oh, without right, a doubt. Right. I mean, yeah. they that's that's their hole. That's their biggest need, hands down. It's not even not even close. Yeah. No. So moving into probably, Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree too. Yeah. Uh, moving into probably one of the what I, I think most anticlimactic games of the weekend. Um, you know, Bears Saints, Saints twenty one, Bears nine. <laughs> yeah, that, that game's that you game know? Was, was no. I didn't good. wear my jersey. That's what happened. <clears throat> yeah, no, that, that <laughs> game. Probably because I game don't fucking have one. Nor, <laughs> <laughs> nor why would you? Nor will I ever. But <laughs> I mean, we, we we pretty much saw. I mean, Kumara got enough done to win the football game. Bears, in my opinion, shouldn't been in the playoffs. Um, I think Washington was a better football team than than Chicago. Yeah, um, and Breeze, we're we're seeing the end of Breeze. I'm pretty sure he's already announced that this is his last year, but uh, he's still able to get it done somehow. Man, just getting the ball real quick, short routes. Uh, I still just don't think they have enough to get it done. Ultimately, um, I mean they're there, they're in the final four in the NFC, I'm, but there's still there's something missing. Unless you just can't stop Kumara, then then they're going to win the football game. It's a kind of one of those scenarios like Tennessee, different team, but if you stop Kumara, you're probably going to win. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I agree a hundred percent. If this game showed me anything, it showed me how beatable the Saints are. Um, 
I to put up twenty. I mean, the Bears defense. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Bears defense." I've seen the Bears defense get absolutely obliterated. Um, they played well. If Javon Wims catches that easy touchdown, he pulled he he pulled a MVS in the end zone. I don't know if you guys saw that, but wide open deep ball would have tied the game before halftime. It may have been a game at that point. <laughs> I, I really, the Saints defense, in my opinion, is good, but they're very beatable. And I think all these stats that that push them into the top ten. When you're talking about the Bucks and the Packers, I'll tell you what, Drew Brees better play a hell of a lot better than he played on Sunday. That's that's my thought. Is their stats and some ring true but then there's the eyeball test and there's something about the saints defense that i i would take the way green bay and the way uh, tampa's defenses are playing right now so i agree uh just one little standout i know uh (laughs) i love ben's notes here it's like bears had nobody but robinson did have (laughs) six catches for 55 (laughs) yards you know uh it, it, it could have been his last game. Jimmy Graham with that uh, sort of walk-off touchdown at the end of the game to where they didn't even want to kick the extra point. Everybody was just like, game's over. Uh, you know, what a what a catch that was. I think it made the top five plays of the, of the weekend. Um, but that was really the only notable thing, I think, that the Bears did all day was just, you know, the one, <laughs> the one bright spot was Jimmy Graham's one-handed touchdown catch. So... I think uh, I think the Bucks have a pretty good chance at uh, taking it against the Saints this weekend. So, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, before we move on to the times. next game, I will give I will give the Bears. They are consistently sneaky every year, and I don't know if that's coaching or what, but they're doing something right, something not right because I, I I think it's a talent issue. I don't think they just don't have enough talent, but maybe maybe Nagy isn't that bad. Uh, something something's working there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but because if you look at the talent on that team, there's other teams that are more talented hands down on paper and they're, and they're not as competitive. So yeah. you give that team a quarterback, I'm telling you, you give that team a quarterback and that's, that's a competitive football team. So Heineke to the bears. Got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. The last game, the primetime game that we've all been waiting to talk about. The highest scoring game, I should say. That's um, never good. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Browns, 48 over the Steelers, 37. Mayfield, 263 with three touchdowns, no picks. Roethlisberger, 501 yards with four touchdowns, four picks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Corey, where do we start with this I mean, I guess we I, could just start with the snap. I mean, you, I don't you know. You guys yeah, just want I, me to I, take I, this analysis? Or? I, <laughs> no, I, I, I could talk for an hour and a half on this, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet. So. I'm timing you. Yeah, I mean, that's the sec- that the last time the Steelers in the playoffs, what, two years ago, we played the Jaguars, and this exact same thing happened. Um, Complete implosion. There's, there's a coaching issue. I also think uh, it's one of those situations where also they give Ben too much control. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, uh, but obviously Ben threw 68 times. Like that's not good. Uh, he had 47 completions. That's also not a number you want to see. 501 yards. Yeah, 501 <laughs> yards. Like so happy he got that uh, record. <laughs> and you know, a couple that the interceptions weren't 
like he wasn't like throwing straight to a dude. They were tipped. The last but one still, was. The last yeah, no. one was yeah. right to him. Yeah, no, the last one was bad. He he was making some mental ish, uh, mental mistakes that like I've never seen him play before uh, or make before. Uh, our offensive line got bullied. Uh, I think they're old and tired, and I think the Browns were finally fed up. They were they were pissed, and their offensive line did what they needed to do on that side of the ball. I mean, that's it, man. They just it is what it is. Um, yeah, Browns. Browns won, and everybody's writing them off. Oh, they're they're not going to win the next game. And I said, I don't think they will. But I don't think it's. I don't think Kansas City is going to walk walk all over them. They have a hell of not an the way that line, line played. Yeah, not the way that line played. I mean With that those... that offensive line, and and the Steelers have quite a front seven. They are number one in sacks four years in a row again this year. And they just move people, man. That offensive line moves people. I mean, you, you look at pro football focus, you know how they put the names and the, the faces up every game? I'm pretty sure they had three players in their offensive line that were number one at their position. Well, that's, and they that's, were missing, that's a problem. That's and they a were problem. missing uh, their left Antonio tackle. or whatever his name was. The oh, guard. yeah, no, no, their left guard. Right. And he's a monster. I mean, just out of control. That that offensive line is is – going to be very very difficult to to play uh in, in in the future um and i looking at it now i'm not taking anything away from baker i'm still not a big big fan of him he obviously got got enough done to to win the football game and he has been all year uh i still would not put a game on his shoulders when it when it when it, you know late in the game and they're down that's just not not something that yeah. i'm i'm willing to do right now but last thing is is that that offensive line is doing something special for that guy, man. And I don't – I hope he realizes that. I mean, and don't get me wrong, too. Chubb is phenomenal. I think a top three running back. Maybe the best pure running back behind Henry in the league. But the holes that offensive line was blowing open. I've, I haven't seen that happen to Pittsburgh in, in a few years. We got gashed in the air and on the ground last night. And they capitalized on all of our mistakes – you know, the starting play of the game was a touchdown because uh miss snap by Pouncey followed up by an interception, which they capitalized. And then it felt like that first quarter was like, wait a minute, will the real Pittsburgh Steelers please stand up? I repeat, <laughs> like, will the real, like, who are these guys? And my uncle, who's a Ravens fan, you know, he's, he's watching the game. He's texting me. He's like, Steelers got COVID? Like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know, man. It was a dumpster fire from the start. And, you know, I was just like, well, Tom Brady, you know, came back down 28 points once. Like, maybe the Steelers can too. It was, but it was, we just couldn't stop them from scoring every time we got ahead or we felt like, because, and I just want to cover this too. I felt like we opened up our playbook. No more like, you know, two yard passes or you just get the ball back to the line of scrimmage kind of things. I felt like we've really opened up our playbook and we've really That's played what has well. happened all year and it happened yeah. last year and it happened the year before that. And if they don't see that our scripted plays are a problem yeah, and they need to fire Fitchner, but they don't, I'm going to that that's the whole point. Like obviously some changes need to be made things. You yeah. know, it is hard to win in, in the NFL. It I mean, is. look at look at look at the Saints. Look at the Packers. 
I mean, everybody says, you know, well, Pittsburgh's only won, what, three or four playoff games in the last 10 years? Like, everybody else is in the same boat, dude. If you throw New England out of the out of the, the picture, everybody's in the same boat. It's the NFL. That's what makes it beautiful. Yeah. But it is damn frustrating. All I want to see is some Rooney to do something. Fitcher needs fired. Yeah. Uh, and they need to have a, a pouncey, I believe. It's not 100% official, but it's pretty sure. Uh, it's it's some good good reporting that he's retiring, and him and Ben always had a pact that they would retire together, and that's why they got emotional on the sideline. I think Pouncey told Ben then, and then I think Ben Ben's got a battle. You know, we'll we'll find out in this off season. Um, but I, I'm I'm ready for fresh fresh blood, man. It's time. Simple yeah. as that. Got to let them ride out together if they if they can. Ben, what were you uh, gonna say? Well, I'll just give a quick, you know. I mean, I do think the turnovers were the difference. You know, start or not, Steelers were still in that game in the third quarter. They couldn't stop. A Cleveland team that the offensive line and the running backs are that team. Um, Their defense is not great. Now, granted, Ward was out. Greedy Williams was out. You know, uh, the Browns, credit to them for playing the game they did. I think... uh, Roethlisberger eliminates two of those picks. I think Steelers probably still win the football game. Now, it would have been close because they couldn't stop them. But I agree with you, Corey. That offensive line in Cleveland, I mean, they're they're great. I don't think Cleveland really stands a chance in the next round because all they have is their offensive line in their run game. Now, I could be wrong. I don't see Baker. I don't see Baker coming coming back down 14. Browns are a team that need to get up big early and need to be able to ride that running game. Um, but as far as the Steelers... Oh, they certainly got up big early against the Steelers. No, I mean... <laughs> can't do much better than did. 28 points. Five, f- okay, five turnovers. You, you can't... You don't deserve to win a football game at that. If they would have won, Browns don't deserve to be a football team. Uh, True. But also, Tomlin decided to punt in 41. Browns territory in the 38-yard line. When it was twenty-one nothing, that boggled my mind. He gave the ball to, to to Derek Watt, and I think I can count on one hand the amount of times that guy touched the football this year. Twice on fourth down, fourth and one. Why would you give the ball to somebody who barely touched the ball all season in in, in those those scenarios? Um, just the the situational football decisions is what frustrates me about him. He is such a great coach about getting guys amped and ready to go, but they apparently they weren't ready to go to the, uh, this game. But look, look. when it comes to those those football situational stuff, changing things, you know, uh, at halftime, fourth down calls, punting calls, challenges, he's awful at that. I don't know. He's he's one of the worst in the league when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, I just want to run this by you because I, I, you know, we are getting closer to the end of the show. But I just wanted to run this by you, Corey. I was was thinking today. You know, what what goes through Tom Lynn's head or the coach's head whenever we're in situational games like this? And I I was thinking about it. Like, is he calling plays because like he knows that they're gonna work, or is he calling plays based on like a a thought process or maybe like a manifestation in his mind like okay this is the situation but if we just do x y and z and all these things 
all these other things line up, then then this will be the product of of uh, what we're doing, and it'll all work out in our favor. Like, it, it, does he have that sort of like uh, mentality where he's like seeing in his head, but then it just doesn't work out? Because like that's uh, do you see what I'm saying there? Like My playing opinion? forward, yeah, I, I, like I, not I, actually making a football call, but like what he sees in his head as like the control of it. My opinion, we'll never know. I think he's stubborn. I think he's he thinks he's smarter than than everybody else, uh, and I think he thinks that just we're better than everybody else because we're in the playoffs every year and we're thirteen to three every year. And I just think that that's his. I, I get that from his persona and the way he comes across is we're we'll better. We'll get it done. You know. Um, you know, our players are better. We'll get it done. Um, doesn't, That's not how it works. It doesn't work now, man. There is there is some some slick coordinators, man. Look at Kansas City. I mean, McVay's phenomenal. Shanahan's phenomenal. I mean, Green Bay's new coach is phenomenal. I mean, honestly, we're behind the times. Uh, I yep. We need fresh blood. And, and if Tomlin stays, fine. Because he does have great qualities. And it's very hard to find a good head coach, man. Very hard. Look, look around. But they, if they keep him, they better bring in a real offensive coordinator or we're going to continue to have the same problems with or without Ben. You mean those bunch formations where all the wide receivers are oh, actually lined up? Oh, my God. And it's Shotgun like, God, not again. It's a <laughs> fucking <laughs> wheel them out. They don't run play for action. half a yard. So, yeah, so. It looks like it's a longer gain because the offensive line is five yards back trying to protect Ben. So it looks like it's a seven-yard pass when it's really just back to the line of fucking scrimmage. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, Packers don't re-sign Aaron Jones. He needs to be a stealer. Uh, Jamal Williams, for that matter. I, you guys need a running game. I, I do think, I know the loss hurts, but getting Bush back is going to make a world of difference as far as run defense. I don't think the Steelers are all lost. I think you're going to come back next no. year just as good. No, that no. that defense is still top 5 regardless. Um, but I do I do agree with you. I see what LaFleur did to for Green Bay, you know? Uh I you know, McCarthy kind of let Rodgers improvise and run the show. LaFleur came in and said, "No, I have a scheme. I have this new age idea of how to scheme guys open, you know." join me on this on this journey and and look at what it's done for Rodgers. You know, yep. Rodgers decided this last off season that you know what? I got a couple years left. You know, this guy knows what he's talking about, but some of that new blood, I mean, whether it's Brady out of Carolina or just some of these young offensive coordinators, pair that with Tomlin's leadership. They could be a completely different football team because we know the defense is going to be there, right? But that's, yeah, that's my point. It's, is it, it's it seems like Tomlin's leadership is, is fantastic, and I don't want to take anything away from that. You know, and obviously it's gotten to somewhere, but situational scheming football first series every game it looks terrible, and that is coaching. That is straight yeah. up in it's a room coaching. watching tape coaching. And maybe it's Ben. Seriously, it very well could be Ben saying, "Now nah, let's just let's do this, let's do this, let's do this." So when you throw that playbook out, then here we go. We're just slinging it, gun gunslinger style, and it it that's when they actually look like a football team. Um, but you can't keep doing that, man. You know, yeah. and obviously this look, look look what's happened. So anyway, no, it, it, I don't think there's dark days in Pittsburgh, uh, but th- I think that 
these last two very ugly playoff losses, I think Rooney needs to reflect on it seriously this offseason and see what what's best for the the franchise. For the but they're team. not going yeah. they're not going anywhere. That defense is is phenomenal. Um you know and with Pouncey retiring, I think you know, we'll, we'll we'll go into that later, but obviously quarterback needs to be on the radar, but I think center um is going to be a, a very big yeah. need early in the draft or uh to find a veteran in the league somewhere. So we might yeah. we might well, uh, and- cut Lindsley. I uh, That'd be great. I think Ben, you alluded to this, and Corey, I asked you earlier today. You know, what's the one thing that every team in the last twenty years has had, and that's a run game. We've had no run game this year whatsoever, which you know greatly shows by how many passes Ben had to throw last night. Now, offensive line aside, we still don't have that that running back. You know, we don't have that Parker or that uh, oh, who was the other guy that that Ben played with when we, when we won the Super Bowl? Bettis, you know, we Parker. Yeah, Bettis, Parker. We don't we don't have those guys right now. And we thought maybe Connor was the answer. He had a, a lightning year one year a few years ago after Bell left. But then after that, it was just like, uh, this is not you know, we're throwing three or four different backs in there and it's not part of the game plan. And, you know, I alluded to what uh Manning said when he was coming off of that uh surgery, you know, with the Broncos. He sat back and he just watched. And he watched how He's like, I don't really have to do anything except get the ball to my receivers when I throw, but we've got a run game, and they rode the run game well, and the defense that's that whole exact, year. That's exactly why early in the year it worked. We had health. We had a run game. I want to say the first five games of the year, Connor was healthy, and he ran for 100 yards. Um, ben just had to get it done. Don't turn the ball over. Don't do anything dumb. Be Ben back in 05, you know, when Cowers last year when they won the Super Bowl. And it was working, but then that injury, that injury, that injury. Connor Ben's hurt. knee injury. Ben got hit in the knees. Now then they changed the offense, and excuses are excuses. It doesn't matter. You got to figure out a way yep. to win. And what they what they planned and figured out did not work. Yeah. Uh, so, well, with that said, congratulations to the Browns. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad we covered all the positive notes for the Browns. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So. That we we finally got that out of the way that that last game that abysmal, whatever you want to call it, um, the you know from last week to this week you know uh, we we all picked our games last week of what we what Ryan uh, myself and Corey we split we went three and three Ben you went four and two so congratulations man you you took that in the game pick standings you're up there. one on us yeah he's up <clears> one um, we got just a couple minutes left four big games coming up this weekend we've touched on them a little bit. Let's go ahead and make our picks for this week and uh, anything that you might be expecting to see. Uh, we'll start with the Rams-Packers. Ben's, ben, I already know what you're picking. Uh, I think we all are picking the <laughs> Packers in this one. But, uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys got here in this game for the 435 game on Saturday? Yeah, ben, go first. You know, I think Rams have a formula that could make it competitive. Unfortunately for them, their quarterback's hurt. Donald's injured. He's still going to play, probably be a beast, but – at Lambeau, the receivers know where they're going. The defenders don't. I, I saw what happened against the Titans. I just think the Packers are a better football team. You know, I think you want to find reasons to say, well, the Rams could get it done. But I truly believe this is the year that Packers are going to they're gonna come out and uh, stomp on the Rams. That's, that's what I truly believe. 
I my projection I, is I think I think it'll be close in the third. I think it'll end fifteen to twenty point game. Wow. I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna say it'll be a ten point game. Uh, I think the Packers are gonna win. Uh, I think they're going to give them a, a, a tough time early, though. I don't think the Packers are going to get up the way they want, and I think Akers is going to uh, – I think things are going to get a little skewed in the second and the third quarter, um, and I, but I think the Packers pull away in the fourth. Um, like we talked about before, I think that particular matchup is interesting, but I don't like the Rams coming from the West Coast into freaking Green Bay in January in a playoff game. Uh that alone, I just don't. I just don't like. The um, Packers' running game is probably going to be the difference. Yeah, no, absolutely. If they can run the ball, if if fields were reversed and Packers had to travel to to L.A. and play the Rams there, it might be a little bit different. I think it'd be a little bit closer. Uh, maybe a field goal, maybe one touchdown. Who knows? But uh, I think it'll be a good game. But I, I, I do agree with Ben. I do think they pull away in the fourth a little bit. Maybe not 20 points, in my opinion. But uh, my optimistic point of view. Yeah, but that's that's my opinion. Packers. Nice. I'm I'm going Packers too. You guys, uh, you know, I I just don't see the Rams in with that offense being able to keep up with the Packers, uh, and they haven't really made a decision yet. From what I last heard before we jumped on this podcast, as to who actually is going to be the starter. So, Wofford, all right. Um, I heard today Wofford is not going to play. Okay, well, they didn't definitively say that Goff was either. That's why I was saying, uh, which uh, Walford probably shouldn't because he damn near broke his neck the other day. (laughs) Yeah, that did not Um, look good. (laughs) No, it didn't. Uh, So, moving on to the next, or the the 8-15 game. We touched on it a little bit. Ravens-Bills. If if the Ravens play the Bills like the Titans the other day, and they can stop the they can stop the, the any kind of run game the Bills, which you said uh, don't really have much of. But I think the Ravens have a chance. What do you Are guys you picking think? them? I think I am. I'm picking the Ravens because I made a comment last week. I kind of wish I take it back because I I I do like the Bills. They look at, they look more consistent to me. Bills are, have been pretty consistent all year. But Ravens, I think, when when all cylinders are are, are going, um, and I think I think I, I have to pick the Ravens because I made a comment last week. Whoever's whoever's winning out of the Ravens Titans games can win the Super Bowl. So Ravens, it is. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, Ben. Well, not win the Super Bowl, make the Super Bowl for AFC. I'm I'm high on both these teams. Ravens didn't impress me as much as I thought they would, nor did the Bills. Um, I think the Bills have the ability to create a lead that Ravens cannot cannot overtake. Keep up with. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills because I think the offense is going to put them over the top. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Browns, Chiefs. I, I mean, I, we said last week that, you know, the Steelers shouldn't have a problem with the Browns. Do you think the Browns give the Chiefs? Uh, a hard time. I mean, we talked about their offensive I, line. I know. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I I do, man. I I I think the Chiefs. I'm gonna say the Chiefs are gonna win. But maybe I'm crazy. But I think that matchup for the Browns is better than playing the Bills or the Ravens. 
when I really think about it. Because Kansas City's a little one-dimensional, and their their defense isn't, I wouldn't say, the strongest. Uh, if the Browns can get their running game rolling, it's going to get interesting. Um, and I think their defense is, an, is good enough uh, to not get slaughtered by uh, Mahomes. But what Ben said before is right on point. They Chiefs get up 14, it's over. Um, so it's they need to take care of the football early uh, and try to get a running game going. But that's my opinion. I think it's going to be closer than people think. Uh, but I, I still think Chiefs come out on top. The uh, the Chiefs have not played great over the last couple of weeks. They're going to come in with a big head, playing against maybe the most motivated team we've ever seen in the playoffs. <laughs> um, you know what? It's going to take one Herculean of an effort for the Browns to win the only way they can win, and that's uh, running the football draining the clock but you know what i'm going with the browns i think i think i think the chiefs are going to be all in their head i don't think they played great for a month they had a week off which could be a disadvantage and i truly believe i do not think browns are going to the super bowl but i think this is an opportunity with that team it's a kareem hunt revenge game well that's exactly they're going to be why i'm not picking the browns (laughs) <laughs> that's that's exactly why I'm not. He already put that hype video out there, you know, of uh, them in the locker room last uh, last night, and he was like, "Next week's personal." And I I know you don't need extra motivation to win a football game, but if anything's motivation for the for the Chiefs, it's uh, no, you're not. And uh, I think the Browns do give no, up I, a good fight. But, Ryan, uh, I wish I, I would have known of that video before I made my pick. Just saying. Oh yeah, you didn't see <laughs> I that. I didn't see that. I didn't see. Yep. That. Yep. So. He already said next week's personal. I just don't think you do that in the NFL. You don't give the other team a reason. Look at what happened to Juju Smith-Schuster all year, all right. dancing Chiefs on logos, and then even in the <laughs> Chiefs by forty, and then even even just I guess last week he he was asked about what he thinks about the Browns, and he had made a comment which I guess Chase Claypool today came out and tried to defend him and said the media distorted it and all this other stuff, which you know very well could have been true, but you don't you just don't do that. And, you know, you just keep your mouth shut and go about your business, play your game, and the rest fall into place. But uh, I'm picking Chiefs over the Browns. Uh, I like that 40 pick. Let's go 40 to 14 and just, you know, the Browns already played their Super Bowl. (laughs) That's fair. I'm getting a little ballsy, but I want to give you guys a chance to to compete in the standings here. (laughs) Mahomes Mahomes won't have to play in the fourth. Let's go there. (laughs) It's very possible. I no one will be surprised. Get arrested. Last game of the weekend, or sorry, yeah, no, last game, 640, Sunday night, Bucks at New Orleans, their third matchup of the year. I think they've split, haven't they, or did, they, did nope. the Saints take the first two? Saints, Saints won both, but I'm going that was Bucks. Before. The second, the second Saints game, Saints won by 38. Mm. Well, the Bucks weren't clicking much back by then, or back then. I, I'm going to take the Bucks in this game. I really am. I don't see. I don't see any other way. Any other outcome. Give me Tom Brady. I don't think. I. I'm not going to say it's a blowout, but the Bucks are going to have something to prove, and they're going to prove it. Yep. This is this is what I saw last week. 
what I've seen whenever things are clicking, they're playing their best football. Brady's there. I think when they're playing their absolute best football, they can rival Green. But that's the only team, in my opinion. Consistency's been an issue. That's right. We've seen it. But Tom Brady Uh, this week, he scared the living shit out of me as a Packers fan. (laughs) Because that guy was like, he was like Iron Will, man. <laughs> like he uh he has that look in his eye and I he still he still got something to prove Packers would need looking ahead hypothetically we're right Packers would need to be the Packers that have been imp- I I I tr- this could be the Bucks year to at least make it there if Packers don't we'll know a lot with Packers yeah what kind of Packers well, team is showing up in the- as with any weekend in, in the NFL we'll know yeah. more next week yeah. <laughs> tune in tune in tune in next we week. may yeah, have answers next week that's a great send off boys well. It has been an awesome show. We are running out of time. And uh, thank you, gentlemen, both for joining us. Uh, Great job putting the notes together, Ben. Uh, We look forward to meeting again next Monday night uh, to to recap next weekend's football festivities and carry us into championship weekend before, of course. Uh, Ben, where can the good kids find you? Any social media platform besides Facebook? Okay. (laughs) All right. Corey, what about you? Uh, Pretty much what I said last week. Knucklehead Recording Studios on Instagram. I'll be on the lookout for a little project on a band called Sync um, on Spotify and iTunes. Awesome. And of course, uh, I'm Ryan here. I go by uh, Ryan underscore guy 813 at uh, on Instagram. And if you are tuning in to start listening at the uh, on, to our craft brews, uh, excuse me, uh, fantasy brews. Is that what we're yeah fantasy brews podcast here? Um, you know, you can also find us on the Craftology, Craftology Radio Network, and you can join us on Facebook at Craft Brewing Geek News. That's our main page. Uh, send us a comment there. Join in to other kinds of uh, juicy nuggets of pop culture, you know, Star Wars, if that's your fancy as well. Um, but before we sign off, there is a big game, college game on tonight. Who are you guys picking, Bama or Ohio? Just want Bama. to get your quick picks. Bama. Bama. I'm going to be the difference maker. I'm just going to go to Ohio. All right? Ohio's got the hot seat right now with Cleveland coming off their win. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Maybe they'll carry some Browns momentum there. But, gentlemen, have a fantastic evening. And with that, we will see you next week. Go, Pat, go. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.